You're listening to Hoosier Football Tailgate on the Believe Network. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Hoosier Football Tailgate here on Monday evening, November the 13th. And uh, I think we all took it on the chin on <laughs> on Saturday as the Hoosiers, while they put up a violent fight and the offense kind of finally exploded uh, based upon the talent they had on the field Saturday. Unfortunately, it just wasn't enough, and they lose to the Fighting Illini in Champaign. 48 to 45 in overtime uh, in another heartbreaking slash disappointing loss for the, for the Hoosiers um, and all but squel- squelching their opportunities for a bowl game. However, we'll talk a little bit about scenarios here, maybe a little bit later because there has been the past five and seven teams getting into uh, the bowls due to uh, a conference not being able to fulfill all their eligible teams. So while the realm of possibility is slim, there still may be an open door uh, if uh, if they got to five and seven and were in a position to fulfill uh, a bowl allotment for the Big Ten. But that's neither here nor there. The fact is they lost on Saturday, but that, and like I said, that took all the – Opportunities for a bowl game out of the Hoosiers' hands. Um, You could say Saturday uh, was the tale of two different sides of the ball. Uh, IU's offense really uh, has really come together under the direction of Rod Carey, as well as Bob Bobstead up front with the offensive line. Again, I think they played better. They do have some protection issues that – cost them some times with their man protectional schemes but for the most part you got to feel that uh offensively they gave it ever they had they came up a couple plays short here and there maybe some questionable calls in that ball game um a fourth and three where they threw a 50 50 ball which i think uh, i'll show on video and then of course the three straight run plays in overtime uh when they had the ball first um especially when they've util- they had utilized ej and uh donovan on the outside pretty successfully and then carter a couple times down the middle of the field especially in that last two minutes of the game there where they got to the tying touchdown. And then of course the two point play to EJ, they went completely away from that in the overtime. And I don't know if that was the right call or not. I'm sure on the third down call, um, their thought process is not putting themselves out of field goal range or taking a sack there and then it making it a longer field goal than it needed to be. So 
neither here nor there. Uh, defensively, just a over, just a poor performance. I mean, you just got to call it what it is. It was a poor performance from top to bottom. We'll cover that here in a second. But first, want to thank Bet Online for their sponsorship throughout the season of Hoosier Football Tailgate here on the Believe Network. Remember, Bet Online is your number one source for all things sports wagering from the NFL through college football, basketball, NHL, hockey, soccer, you name it. They've got it through the sports wagering uh, on bet online. They'll have all your information, up to date stats, parlays, uh, news, things of the, that you need to make an informative decision on on uh, sports wagering. Remember, bet online is where the game starts. And again, just rehashing a little bit there of. The defensive performance, I think Tom Allen summed it up pretty well. Uh, it was basically poor. Um, you could call it piss poor if you wanted to call it that, but uh, it wasn't very good um, in a lot of set, uh, situational aspects of things. Poor tackling. May, may have been the worst tackling football game I've seen in a long time. And that and that includes Illinois. Um, that's just not an Indiana thing. Illinois' defense as well. Um the problem is when you lose a game like that, it's harder to swallow and take. And uh, from the standpoint of when you win games like that, it's a lot easier correcting mistakes when you come out a winner. Um, but um, both teams did not tackle very well. Uh, IU did not. Too many blown assignments on Saturday for IU. Um, they've really got to look at what they're doing with what they've got in their secondary, especially. I know they've had some injuries and such, but that secondary, um, they made way too many uh mistakes in coverage that just left guys wide open. And I don't care if you're playing with your fifth string quarterback, you got a guy wide open, they're going to hit it. And I said, Paddock was a, was a, a bonafide big 10 type of quarterback. And he proved it Saturday, shattering a numerous, a number of records, especially for passing yards in a game. Um, but he had done that at ball state. I mean, he, and I, I'm, I got to think that balls, you had to face him at some point at uh, when the kid was at Ball State. Now, I may be wrong, but um, the kid has a live arm. He's smart. He's intelligent with what he, you know, he made bad one bad decision uh, on the day. But overall, just not a very good game that you would expect from IU's defense, especially in some of the ways that they had played at Penn State, how they played against Wisconsin, and then for them to go to Champaign on Saturday and do what they did, it just, yeah, it's just, uh, I'm not understanding that one. So he, uh, Coach Allen's going to have to evaluate some things there on defense to 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 make sure that they're not doing things that they're incapable of doing or expecting kids to do that they don't have. Um, so that is some of the things that they're going to have to look at going in these last two weeks. They got two trophy games coming up, Michigan State and Purdue. Purdue got a huge win on Saturday over Minnesota in West Lafayette, uh, really shredded uh the Gophers uh, in West Lafayette. And then they've got the Michigan State Spartans coming in on Saturday who got pretty well thumped at Ohio State on Saturday night. So uh, Brass Platoon and the bucket game are on tap. 
and that's what the co- uh, the kids got to play for, coaches got to coach for, and we'll see what all happens here. But let's take a little bit of look statistically at the game on Saturday. You know, I try to do this in comparison to what I had set out my mindset on the on the goals that I kind of had put down on paper for the Hoosiers on uh, on. Uh, Thursday in the preview show, but looking at it right now, um, IU rush yards, they had 162, they had well over 200 on the day, but the, you know, for some sack and some negative yardage, 162 total, I had a goal of 150. Any way you look at it, a big improvement from where they had been pass yards, 289 was what they threw for. I had a goal of 275. Um, they had 45 points. Indiana did by far their largest output, uh, more so than they had against Indiana State, if I'm not mistaken. But my goal was 28. So they really shattered that in terms of where I thought they needed to be to have a chance to win the ball game on, on offensive uh, statistical data um, on the day. Um, unfortunately, they had a couple of turnovers that cost them. Uh, interception and a fumble that uh, was a pure mesh issue and more so on Soresby than anything on that one. But defensively, when you looked at it, um, uh, uh, Illinois had 155 yards. I had their goal as 110. I think Illinois had been averaging about 130. So they had a couple of big runs in the game, but the, the area that just really – shocked me in terms of passing game was the fact that they were able to throw for 507 yards. I had a goal of 250 and they scored 48 points. They had been averaging, I believe 28 or 21. I can't remember off the top of my head. I was hoping they could hold them to 17. Boy, was I wrong. And uh, when you look at that statistically, it's just, uh, crazy that the offense has been the one that hasn't been playing up to speed or up to par and the defense to to let it down on Saturday just was um, disappointing but I will say this there were a couple times in that ball game especially late when Indiana needed a stop they got it and that was what enabled IU to come back and tie the game and send it to overtime so while uh, there were some very bad uh, negative areas on the field Saturday. Um, there were two situations that I thought their defense responded well. One was they forced Illinois to kick a field goal when Illinois had it down on like the two yard line. And Illinois helped them with a couple of penalties, but doesn't, you know, doesn't matter. They held them to three there, which kept the game in reach. And then uh, when they needed to stop their, uh, Right there at the final two minutes of the of the ball game, they got the stop. So, while there's a lot of other things that happen in the course of that ball game, those are two arenas where I thought they got what they needed from uh, their defense uh, Saturday um, with some of those big plays that they need when they needed them, they got them. Um, overall, um, you know, just a couple quick statistical stuff here. Uh, Soresby had his best game of the year. I think he's really shown why he can be a pretty good football player for a redshirt freshman, 22 of 20, uh, 22 of 33 for 289, three touches and one, uh, INT, um, and then uh, the Holland 
the running back. He had a really good ball game. Big, strong kid. I'm kind of, I was kind of scratching my head. I know he's played in some games, but I'm like, where's this cat been all year? Because um, he's a big, strong kid. He had 72 yards, um, average 5.5 yards a carry. So uh, you know that was pretty good. Then you add Sorsby's 3.1 yards a carry on Saturday. He had two rushing touchdowns, so five total on the day that he was involved with. Donovan McCauley had his best game, 137 yards, two touchdowns. EJ Williams, four target, four receptions, 54 yards, and Dequise Carter, three receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown. So wide receiving, where I thought they really had to um have those guys on point Saturday they got it you know the Donovan had his best game EJ had some big time catches because you had to use their length uh to go over the top on them and uh they did and and did quite well on the day now I said Isaac Williams was their number one guy and then Bryant the number 13 guy was I think number two uh those two guys nine targets uh, nine receptions 200 yards two touchdowns for uh Williams and then uh, Bryant kid he had five receptions 133 and then Casey Washington five catches uh, 99 yards so, you know, when you throw for five, 507 yards, a paddock was 24 of 36, four touchdowns. Uh, he had one pick. Um, now, IU had give up three sacks in that game. So that's where I said they had some issues in their protections at times. So uh, when you look at it from that perspective, um, you know, some of the key components of the game offensively, I thought, played out for Indiana uh, in a in a positive way. Uh, Source B continues to improve. Offensive line continues to improve. And then you get the wide receiver room with the big play potentials and chunk yardage that you got. And then the Holland kid, you know, as a running back, you know, he's 230-some-odd pounds. I mean, that kid can can motor. And when you add him back there with um, uh, Henderson, uh, some of that as you need. So that's a couple of things that I think made the game pretty positive for Indiana uh, from Saturday. And um, defensively speaking, again, um, uh, Moore was the leading tackler with 10. Uh, Andy only had one sack, and that was credited to Carr. Uh, Casey had eight tackles on the day, one TF- TFL. Um, you know, I didn't think the defensive line was as mm, – what would I say? Well, wasn't as dominant as I thought they could be. I thought they were a little bit better than Illinois offensive line, and it played out that Indiana's front four really didn't do all that great. So anyway, um, wrapping it up there with statistical stuff, I mean, um, there's a lot of things you could point to. I know Illinois, you know, on the day, it's crazy. Uh, They defied even some of the statistical analysis of stuff. They were 3 of 10 on third downs. They were 30% on third down conversions. And the majority of time, they had 31 first downs Saturday, and they were three of 10 on third down. What that means, they're getting all their, they were getting all their first downs on first and second down. They weren't even getting to third down on Saturday. That's the crazy thing. Indiana was seven of 13, almost 50% on the day, and they had 29 first downs. So um, they had three more third down 
conversions attempts than uh, Illinois, two less first downs. And it was crazy uh, in that regard. Um, Turnover margin, I believe for the day it was even, but I got to go back and look at that because, uh, let's see, fumbles. Yeah, they end up even on the day. So the, no, there was nothing there on the turnover margin. Special teams got the big play on the that led to the first score, I believe, on the muff punt, which was good to see. However, they had a couple lapses here and there, but also had some great returns by Lucas as well. So, um, you know, just one of those games, crazy. Um, unfortunately, that IU didn't come up on the the side of the uh, the positive side of the coin in that regard. But uh, let's take a look at <clears throat> some of this from Saturday. You know, here's a nice, big, good picture of what uh, structurally Indiana was doing here, four-man front. But you can tell right now that they are in uh, some type of man defense uh, because he's got him, he's there, he's there. He's going to cheat for the back, I believe. And then he's one-on-one -on -one up here at the top. So um, this one I had a little bit of a head scratch on because, number one, their alignment's a little out of whack with this end um, because they really could capture the edge here pretty simply. And um, it just didn't look kosher. So I don't know if this was a structure problem or not, but the top is not playing man. Like a, a, a expecting that he's getting this guy over the top help and he's going to play the flat weak and they're going to play cover three or some type of combo coverage. Not even close. And he steps up. There is nobody. I mean, this ain't even close. Um, now, fortunately, they run it down from behind and, and stuff and they get them, you know, down here. But uh, that that play there just wasn't uh, didn't help much. And then this play here, watch this kind of a duo play uh, pushing and, and letting the back cut in behind to get on the board. And that got them there to nine to seven as they missed an uh, uh, attempt so IU on the next play comes right back they do a great job here with a stock and go Soresby hits him Donovan uh, in stride that uh, my man's got to learn he's got to trust his speed here trust your speed Donovan You've got, man, you've got, he does that. You may be well beyond this. This should be a, in my opinion, should be a touchdown for you. Cause I trust your speed, but you got to learn to trust your speed because cutting them back there, you know, you are just putting yourself in a position where you're going to get whacked pretty good. Um, so again, they get it down here. Then they run to the goal line. I have this now. Look, I want to say this right now. This is a, um, I think a pretty decent play call because they got a hat for a hat. They got everybody accounted for from here on back. He's coming here for this guy and they're optioning this cat. This guy makes a great, he missed me. He just makes a great play. I mean, that's flat out to it. He just makes a great play. The pitch was a little behind him, but I, you would hope that he would have walked in there, but uh you know, it didn't matter. Uh, come back, throw the push slant uh, route. This is a great route by Donovan. Turns the corner. 
taking candy from a baby in that regard. But, uh, you know, good rebound after that play on third down. And then uh, here we go again. Uh, back to Illinois, third and three on the goal to go. And then this is a great stop by IU defensively. Group is that one there. Sound in what they do, and they're all on the same page. They're pretty darn good in coverage wise, you know. And they go there and they they hold it to they hold it uh, to three. So you got a fourteen ball, fourteen twelve game, and here we come again with Indiana. They're coming back. This is a nice little design play. They fake it inside to Holland, kind of throw a little uh, flat route out out there to. Jalen, he does a good job of getting the first down. And, you know, again, good mixture and another good kind of another, I believe this is another PO, if I'm not mistaken. Could have handed there, but he on the top, which have nothing wrong with that. When you have an RPO and you're giving him, hey, you got one-on-one and you got him, we want to attack this corner, go throw it. He does a nice job here of throwing it to the back shoulder. He, uh, Donovan does a great job of turning and, and putting his body in position to make play. Then this is where they they boffed the step. This was the bad mistake he made on day. Was I'm not quite sure what he was trying to do there, but it gives Indiana a big turnover. Now, Indiana's up 21 to 12, and here they come and they're rolling. This is a big play on first and 20. What a rip here. They just finding uh, a uh, area in the defense and he was able to throttle in there and make the catch and get all the way down to about the 15, 17 yard line. So a big play on a first and 10 and then first and 20. And then they come back. This is source be stunned. Perfect, perfect read. You got this guy. This is a good showing of the zone read offense right here. This guy's, remember what we said last week, if this guy's shoulder stays square, you hand. But when you see this guy running and just turning and running, it's a definite pull. You may have to beat him in a foot race, and that's kind of the guy that scrapes off, and he's the one that's supposed to have the quarterback, but Soresby's such a big, strong kid. You know, he just bullies his way in the end zone. And uh, so now, whoops, let's get over there. I use up 27 to 12, and you think everything's in, in their favor. Four minutes left in the half, and I believe – Illinois goes on a 27-point run, 27 unanswered points from this point forward, which is just unbelievable. Starts off with a with a big throw again. How does he get that wide? Again, there's, I think this is the one, if I'm not mistaken, the corner at the top. Um, he slips. And he had trouble with that all day on Saturday uh, out there in, in the secondary slipping. I don't know if it was because the turf was bad or, or what, but um, it was just a bad day footing wise there at Illinois um, for some of the IUD defenders because they just, they were falling all the time. And so 
Okay. This has to be either a call that didn't get checked out of or they're totally communi communication. You got formation into the boundary. Okay. You're going to bring this guy on a blitz. All right. In theory, these guys are, are in manned coverage. I have no idea what this cat's doing. There's no way you're going to bring two from the field from that depth. And so it, I just, I can't believe that's the call. Now I may be totally wrong, but for me, when you got formation into the boundary and you're bringing, you know, five guys from the field and you're bringing a corner that's way out beyond the hash, that doesn't make any sense schematically to me. So this has got to be a completely blown uh, coverage deal um, on the play. You can't blame it on that kid. That's for sure because there's no way he's going to cover from where he was. So they get in on a touchdown. So there's one. Then they get another drive going. He rips in on a low uh, combination. They do bring. Um, you know, just their standard three-man rush here. So they're dropping eight guys, and they're throwing this corner route into some respects is not necessarily a great decision, but uh, give Paddock a, a, a point there because he rips it right in there to the big guy, 13. I mean, he's a stud as well. So now it's 27-26. IU's got it driving again. Driving again inside Illini territory, about the 36-yard line. And then we have this mishap. Starts with a high step. Sorts it into the breadbasket. And the fumble comes out. Anyway. And uh, they get the turnover here. Now, I don't know what's happening here in terms of what they're what they're doing, whether they're trying to read this guy or that was supposed to be the tight ends guy or what. But this play from the start is just bad. So there's some things there head scratching wise. I don't know. And I, that may have been their read guy, but it didn't matter because the <sighs> turn the ball over. So whoops, let's go back here. All right, there's that one. So Illinois comes down. And then again, slipping on the outside on a dump. You can't really see it here, but he slips right there on the double move, bites up, Paddock throws it up and gives Williams time to go get it. And so now what was a 27 to 12 lead with about 13 minutes or so to go in the third quarter is now a deficit, uh, going to be a deficit here in a second. So, you know, all of a sudden it changes and now you're, it's 33 to 27. Um, IU again, inside the Illini territory, second and four, having a chance here, get the ball moving. And they goes on the outside and 
I just, you know, this throw to me, I, I, and, you know, this guy is, they gotta be in a two, they gotta be in two match or two man. And that safety's over here somewhere. And he's coming off the hash to make the play. And if you're going to throw this ball here, you're going to have to, you're going to have to rip this ball. You can't float it with a safety sitting on the hash. He's got a chance to run it down and that's what he did. So there's another key turnover on a drive um, that fortunately it turns into this play here on a set. You know, right now, schematically, it doesn't look too bad, but what happens is Carter gets pinned. He's going to pin the bat. It's a great scheme. He's going to come and pin this guy, and you got a polar running for the corner, and this is the guy that's got to make the play. Let's let her roll. Boom, boom, and he gets caught up in the wash and – you know, this cat comes in. He hasn't played for a while. He's a little, still a little hurt. But love makes the makes the touchdown. All right, now we're in the fourth quarter. It's thirty nine twenty seven. IU says, okay, maybe it's time for us to get ourselves back in this great decision here by Sorry. Um, I like the call because they're just you know possible dink it into the flat. And he decides to take it. And again, so much growth for that kid over the last three weeks. Incredible. So now they got themselves into, you know, a one score game. And again, this this third. Indiana is going to drush three and drop eight. And this turns out to be one heck of a throw. He goes ahead and throws back shoulder, kind of a, you know, stop type of deal. And that's just, you can't say anything on that one because even though it's third and 10, you're saying, ah, get off the field. That was just a great throw. You can't, I mean, but rushing three, dropping eight, and he throws it there. Good. Now, first and goal down here. This is where I believe IU bows its neck a little bit. Here and I don't know how we don't get it. There's the ball on the ground, and so there's Miss Q1 for Illinois. And then what ends up happening, they have a couple procedure calls and and they're taken back. They end up having to hit a third down play to get it down here. So IU holds them to a field goal at 510 left to keep it in that one score ball game. And I'm not quite sure what's going on. If this wing, this cat right here, he goes out like this, like he's motioning, like they've got something going on. And I can't believe they don't throw the flag there because he's making a motion towards the to the to the line of scrimmage. So there should have been a penalty, in my opinion, on this that they don't call. And even the kids notice it. Okay, so they get up the three there. They hold them there. It was looking very bleak there because they had it on the one-yard line. So IU gets it. They're driving. Now, here's third and four. And they're going to run 
their inside zone with this guy coming around like they're going to run option here. I wish in some case they did, because when you look at it from that structure, um, Illinois is not in great shape to cover it there, but they decided to give it and um, they don't get anywhere. They get to about third and three. So it set up the next play. You got fourth and four. Matter of fact, they even lost. You got fourth and four. Now, this is three by one. That's what I mean. There's a receiver here, receiver there, tight end off the ball. There's three eligible receivers there and your single receiver backside. Now, this is the thing that I showed you on Thursday on a play that I liked into the boundary in this exact situation, and that's to run the speed option week. You got the free safety to the field. If you can get it all secured from here on back blockwise. You've got this guy versus one versus two. Whoops, my drawing's not good. Two. And you just run the option here. He comes from behind, and you've got a chance for a big play there, right? Well, they decide to throw the 50-50 ball here on fourth and four. And to me, you got to have a better fourth and four call than a 50, 50 ball. And I know, well, you've been doing it all. Well, no, you haven't because most of your big plays have been on first down fourth and four. You got to have a more high percentage ball, in my opinion, to convert on fourth and four than 50, 50 balls. And so that's what they end up throwing here. He doesn't really get a great release really doesn't beat him until Sorsby throws it and he's throwing it back shoulder and he really needs to be throwing it out here and letting him run for it. So to me, you got to have a better play there and four than four. Now here's where you third and two time running out two forty two forty nine left in the game. They have to make a big stop here, which they do. So the previous series, they, they stopped him and held him to three. Here they hold him to that. Okay, and now IU's got it with less than 58 seconds left to go after a couple big runs and quarterback draws and such. Second down play here, going to hit uh, Carter down, down the middle of four verts. Great bender out there, great throw, everything from the start to finish on that one. Here's the touchdown throw. I believe first and 10 again, Illinois kind of playing uh, man under too deep, but their safeties are really deep. Oh, this is the quarterback. Now this is ultimately what they run on third and seven in overtime. And we'll come to that play here in a second, but this time what happens that they play is they're bringing people, but they twist themselves out of it. And IU does a great job of picking it up. And Sorsby gains about 14, 15 yards, slides down for a uh, first down. So now you got first and 10 from the 26-yard line. Now they come back. Uh, route. Now watch his route here. Illinois has got too many men on the field. Watch his route. Uh, and then the throw by Soresby, boom, good jab step, gets over the top, Soresby, boom. Because what that helps, that scenario there, is when he jabbed it out 
here, it pulled the safety and it just look at that. I mean, you can't have that much. I mean, this is bad defense by Illinois. If you want my opinion, you know, you got first and 10, 29 seconds under and you're playing man under too deep and your safety doesn't even give any help. So uh, good ball uh, coverage recognition by Soresby, big time play to get it in his position for two points. And here's the two point play. This is just great effort all around. I'm, it looks like they're in some type of sit, swing, and then EJ just kind of comes from the backside because he's got time weaving through the bodies, and Sorsby just kind of dunks it to him. And <clears throat> great play, great catch. And now we've got overtime. Now, here's the third down play. Now, the difference between uh, the other quarterback draw is that I use in a two by two. And they had run it previous two downs before again, you know, whatever. Um, but you're third and seven. They're fearful for a loss and making it a longer field goal than it needs to be. I guarantee you that's what Rod Carey's thinking and probably Tom Allen. So they go with a quarterback draw. And when you look at it, you've got one, two, three, four five defenders when you have that type of box that's what we call a light box that should be a good run scenario there and they go quarterback run i may look at running something different um this is where you know your quarterback runs power run game things of that magnitude aren't too bad in this situation but they go quarterback run and the guy twists right into it late. So they're running a twist game, which is smart by them with a light box. So you're going to get this. This guy's going to take two, which he does, and he's going to fold right on over. The running back's eyes should be back in here, and he may have gotten him, but he's thinking he's got the linebacker in this. So it's kind of a man scheme. And so they hit the field goal. And now you got Illinois third and six in this scenario. And they're in a bunch set. And uh, this route is goofy, but IU is going to bring a little pressure. This is Carter. He's got to keep Paddock in the pocket and he loses contain. And that's what enables him to buy the time. See right there. He's got to be deeper than the deepest on this because he's the defensive. Now you could say, well, he looks like he got hold. It looked like it looks like cars getting molested, um, and they're running some type of whip route. And what happens when he sees him scramble here? This is scramble drill. He's going to turn, put his foot in the ground, and rotate back over here. Whoops! And what happens then is he slips again, right? You can't see it. He's slipping right down. He's down. So Washington's wide open, and that's why. And that's the ball game. And that is the ball game. And you hate to see it in that way, but that's the way it goes. Valiant effort, not good enough in, in some respects when you think about defensive uh, issues in terms of coverage and such. But Illinois had the same problem. Uh, went to OT, had a chance to win it. 
have some calls here and there back. Unfortunately, Illinois made one more play than IU did, and that cost them the ball game 48 to 45 sending them to three and uh, seven, I believe now on the year one and six in the big 10 and two big games left with Michigan state and Purdue got Michigan state at home. So their senior days coming up the brass platoon, another good opportunity to win. They still can finish out, have five wins on the season, get to that three wins in the big 10. I still, you know, it's still not good enough in that regard, but who knows if five and seven, if they can't fill all their bowl spots, does that give them some? So we'll, We'll see what all happens there, uh, but they still have two games left. Uh, they'll have to do their best coaching uh, here coming up uh, at the end of the year. Um, you know, one thing I do want to point out before I let go, they, they've been interviewing Donovan after the games, and he's a young kid that um, – probably shouldn't be in front of the microphone if you want my opinion. Um, Cause they, a couple reporters that, uh, you know, threw some softball type of questions his way more so to criticize the play calling in the overtime period by running three times. And you're asking a kid that's a wide receiver that 100, 100 yards, if he thought they should have done something different there. He's not, in, in my opinion, um, mature enough at this point in time in his, in his career to make their correct answer there and it comes off of him looking like he's criticizing the play calling and coaching and things of that magnitude um so maybe not have him go in front of the the cameras anymore and i don't agree with uh reporters asking those type of questions because all they're trying to do is stir the pot and i don't like that from a former coach's perspective but anyway I've made my rant there. No big deal. But anyway, I want to thank uh, Bet Online again for all their sponsorships of the Hoosier Football Tailgate here on the Believe Network. We'll be back Thursday for a look at the Michigan State Spartans, who's had one crazy of a year with things that have gone up and on up at Michigan State, including, um, you know, with their head coach and interim head coach. So we'll go and cover all that. That will be on Thursday. For now, this is the coach, Shannon Griffith. You've been watching the Hoosier Football Tailgate right here on the Believe Network. We'll see you guys on Thursday.